Today, DeSantis threatens to strip Disney's privileges in the state, and Jen Psaki bails from the sinking Biden ship over to MSNBC. We've got all that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. Happy Friday. Yes, it is finally Friday. I am Sarah Gonzalez, and it's going to be a good show today. I've got a full table, which is always good. Um, those of you, I don't know if, uh, well, let me introduce the, Let me introduce everyone first. We've got Yaku Buyans, Blaze TV contributor, host of The Bottom Line. We've got back in studio, in town, Jorge Ventura from The Daily Caller, reporter over at The Daily Caller. And we have, of course, it's Friday, so we've got <laughs> Primetime 99, Alex Stein, host of Conspiracy Castle. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so I don't know if you guys, we've been here for a full table. Mm -hmm. So before, before yeah, COVID, so. we had a full table every single day. Yeah. And this was just the way that it went. And then when COVID hit, we had to limit it. And so everyone's always like, we like when it's a full table again, all Perfect. of our, our longtime viewers. It's a special occasion, so yeah. It is, it First is. First of the month. And we've got, I mean, you guys dressed up. You're ready to Spring go. Spring is yeah. sprung. I got my pink tie. I'm in the spirit. You know Let's what? Go. I like a man that can that can wear pink. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm comfortable in my heterosexuality. I can wear any color and be, uh, you know, confident. So you yeah. know what? We're gonna get to your heterosexuality later. Yeah, yeah. In or the my program. transgenderism. <laughs> yeah. um, so I want to get into just the. You know, we've been talking about protecting children on this show. I am trying to give the viewers uh, the stories that I think that they um, care about the most which I think is not often the ones that they are hearing on MSNBC, CNN, even Fox News. Um, so I want to go through a couple of these, uh, but let me start with Ron DeSantis. So uh, we've been covering the feud between Disney and Ron DeSantis uh, with the parental rights bill over in Florida. Uh, DeSantis is now talking about potentially stripping Disney's right to build anything it wants in this theme park. Now, I want to kind of go go through what their certain uh, privilege is. So they have a 1967 Reedy Creek Improvement Act, which sort of allows Disney to act as their own government. So the district is governed by its 13, I'm sorry, by its 19 landowners, uh, the biggest of them being Disney World. And it's responsible for overseeing land use and providing essential public services, uh, including fire protection, emergency medical services, water services, electricity, sanitation, and the district also operates and maintains all public roads and, and bridges. Um, in fact, under this law, as, as DeSantis pointed out, Disney can even build their own nuclear power plant. So <laughs> a, lot of, uh, a lot of power that Disney has because of this particular improvement act. And DeSantis, as he points out in this clip that I'm about to play, he says, you know, it's not just about politics and disagreeing. Really, it's about uh, the, the, the significant threat that this company is posing to the state uh, because of what they're doing in their stance. Watch. Well, over many, many decades, Brian, they've gotten uh, incredible treatment from the Florida legislature, and they are treated on a pedestal. This one corporation is treated differently than everybody else. And so uh, that's not something I've ever supported. But now in the legislature, you see a movement to reevaluate those special privileges. And so uh, at the end of the day, I think Disney has gotten over its skis on this. And look, there's policy disputes, and that's fine. Uh, but when you're trying to impose a woke ideology on 
on our state, you know, we view that as a significant threat. This wokeness will destroy this country uh, if we let it run unabated. So in Florida, we take a very big stand against that. Uh, and I think the legislature is going to look at that. And six months ago, it would have been unthinkable that they would be willing to reevaluate those special privileges. I think they are going to do that now. Um, and that's going to represent a major shift for our state. I just, I cannot say enough good things about Governor DeSantis. Um, look, I don't want to get into whether or not he should run against Trump, if Trump's running and all that, because I know people have a lot of feelings about <laughs> Donald Trump and whether or not he should run. But I will say, I just really would love to see him be elevated at some point, at some point in time, uh, to be over all of the federal government, because he seems to understand his place. He seems to understand federalism. He seems to understand uh, that you can't reason with some of these people. You can't work with them. You can't always trust that uh, we're going to reach across the aisle and just see what happens. He sees these people for what they are, and he is not afraid to call it out. Yeah, you know, this is very interesting. And, and a lot of Americans today I've had the privilege of meeting one of the four Disney legends, Ron Logan, who really, there's only four inducted. And these guys, the previous that are deceased, are turning in their graves today. Yeah. Uh, they have to remember it's the American people that built Disney. And their core, their core guest coming to their park is, is a guest who is, has family values. And, and they're abandoning that. I think this one's going to hurt. This one's going to hurt real bad. And it should hurt so bad. Let's attack the God they serve, the God of money. Because they're coming after our God. They're coming after, you know, God. They're coming after family. So let's go after their God and see how that hurts. But this is going to be interesting because when you start imposing restrictions on building permits, on power, on your responsibility to the state, it's going to sting. It's going to hurt. And it's time. Look, I'll say this. Parents are all of a sudden waking up to, can't believe Disney's doing this. I just want to drop a little nugget. 1950 Bambi. 1952 released. Bambi. Go check it out again. There's a mural of an erect penis mm -hmm. in Bambi, 1950-1952. This is not new. This has been coming for decades, and Ron said it. For decades, they've gotten preferential treatment while indoctrinating children mm -hmm. on the site. It's just never been so blatant. And let's push hard enough on the money, because what's going to happen then is the shareholders are going to push back. Because it's a public company. Mm. So we're going to push from this side as the Florida legislature. And then that's going to make the shareholders hurt because their stocks are going to plummet and then they'll push back and then you'll see heads roll real quick. Yeah. Okay. It's, you know, I think it's a good example of what Ron DeSantis is doing because more Republican governors or congressmen need to use their power and go against the corporations. Mm -hmm. I think for so long it's been the old school conservative mindset. Let the free market run wild. Let the corporations crush Americans. It's time for governors like DeSantis to use his power in office and go against these corporations. And hopefully this is a warning for the Amazons, the Facebooks of the world, to say, wait a minute, look what's happening with Disney. We should maybe calm down on the censorship. But I think it's, it's fantastic. I think more Republicans need to kind of take this way. Mm -hmm. Use the power while, while we have it. Mm -hmm. um, the, the small government stuff isn't going to work anymore with these corporations going you know, ever so, so powerful. Right. And we got to talk about the subliminal programming in pop culture. So strong, and we know that Disney's been doing this for a long time. But let's actually kind of look at the core Disney guy, Walt Disney, who we know cryogenically froze himself when he died. So basically, he's... This is a transhumanist company. I mean, this is not a good company. They literally want to influence our children when they're the most malleable, when they're the most influenced. And they use subliminal programming like they did in Bambi. And in every single Disney movie, it usually starts off with the main character losing a mother or father. So this isn't some sort of new woke ideology. They've actually always been woke. Now the agenda has just changed to turn our kids more transgender and more openly gay. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I, you know, I, I tweeted earlier, I said, um, there is no such thing as trans kids, only abusive parents. I'd like to amend that and say there is no such thing as trans kids, only abusive adults. Mm -hmm. uh, because I do realize oftentimes it's not always the parent. It could be the teacher. It could be uh, the executives over at Disney who are trying to, you know, um, make sure that they include this ideology in what they are pushing into our children's uh, heads. But I, I want to talk for a second about how pervasive it is in parenting, because I know when we talk about the parental rights bill, um, it's all about the teachers and the other people, the outside influences. And I, I know a lot of parents are upset about that. Um, I, I think that what's even more pervasive is the fact that we have parents who are actually pushing this and um, we don't have a we don't have anything to really I think to do about that because they are the parent and they do have those parental rights so here's yesterday uh, on ABC News this was of course yesterday we mentioned it on the program a transgender day of visibility because what we're not talking about transgenderism enough. enough. Nobody, nobody knows. <laughs> yeah. Nobody yeah. knows what trans Every transgender people day. are. Exactly. I guess they need a day of visibility yeah. here. Mm -hmm. uh, there is a mother who went on ABC News, was elevated to ABC News to say that uh, her child actually communicated that uh, she was transgender, like at her earliest moment she could use words. Watch when Cassie, our daughter, when she really started to communicate to us, and that was at the earliest moment that she actually had words and language mm. um, to communicate to us who she truly was. Wow. Um, we were a little surprised because mm, we didn't no, expect mm. it. And mm. then mm -hmm. as we just literally mm. raised her, mm. supported her, mm -hmm. just like all parents do raising, you know, we're teaching her the Not right values. We're teaching her to give back. You know, one of her favorite things in the mm. world to do is to volunteer and be in service Whoa. to others. You know, Don't that, know that surprise <laughs> evolves into something just really cool and important. And, oh, and that cool. is the realization that she's our daughter. Yeah. So, um, it, no, that's your son. And uh, this actually is Munchausen syndrome by proxy. And yeah. it's yes. something that is not addressed uh, really at all. Um, and But it's a difficult situation because at what point do you say, you know, as conservatives, we always say that the parents should have the right to raise their children how they see fit. But then it's like, but that's child abuse and you don't have the right to abuse your children. Uh, so how does that how does that hit you, Yaku? It hits me very hard because, number one, every single abuse victim behaves this way. The same as the dad that, nev that never quite made it in high school. Darn it, his son's going to play football. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the kid doesn't want mm -hmm. to. It's the exact same thing. Please take this child at this age right now and bring the child in for an aptitude test and let the child give me an explanation of his personality the child knew at the first words no it's a parent it's a deranged parent that's pushing something on a child at a young age because vicariously this parent needs attention this parent is empty this parent does not have identity this parent is rudderless and so the child's going to pay the price because he's going to get a lot of attention today yeah. mm -hmm. all of a sudden this is my pedestal and i gotta get my five minutes in the sun but in the meantime you're destroying a life Mm -hmm. That child is literally being destroyed, and not in private, in public. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I, I and I genuinely, I've, I've said this on the program before, but I, I genuinely think if I were a leftist and I subscribed to this mentality, I would already be saying I would be using this to say that my 18-month-old toddler 
is trans because he's he take he loves my headbands. Yeah. He, yeah. he grabs my headband and he wants me to put it on his head and he goes and he runs and he, and he looks at himself in the mirror and then he takes it off and then runs back to me and hands it to me to do it all over again. It's a really fun game. And like if I was a crazy leftist, I'd be like this is that's what this mother's mm-hmm. doing, right? She's telekinesis. Like, he, yeah, Your like child he, is sending he you a message. already communicated yeah. to me yeah. at his earliest moments yeah. that he wanted to be a girl, and I would just turn him into that. Yeah. Well, what happened to phases? I remember there was time when kids were weird. They had weird phases. Mm-hmm. You know, they wanted a weird piercing, or they, you know, you know, they were emo phase. But now in this day and age, if a kid, right when they can start talking, if they say a word in a feminine way, yeah. oh, you're a girl. So it, th- this whole transgenderism thing, it's a lot. Having a transgender kid is the same as having a vegan cat. It's not the cat <laughs> or the kid making that decision. It's obviously the parent. And, and I think you, you nailed it. It's all about clout for these parents. For yeah. some reason, they want attention, it's so they're trendy. using their kids as a platform for them. Exactly, for them to get attention. And that's really where we're at in society now. It's like, oh man, I'm gonna fit in by making my kid uh, rearrange or have puberty, hor- excuse me, puberty blockers or, or gender reassignment surgery at a way too young of age, all for internet clout. It's disgusting. Yeah, yeah I feel bad for the kid because it's mm. coming from the parent that's mm. confusing him or her. There's that story of the Salvadoran mother from Florida uh, where she had a 19-year-old girl who she sent to public school and the school system kept confusing her uh, about her gender. Then she ended up committing suicide and she's had to come out and, and share that story. I, I'm, I'm, I hope this doesn't happen, but I would not be shocked if, if, that, if that child in a few years when, they, when they're a teenager, they're going to be in a uh, depression uh, or might be suicidal because they've been so confused. And like you said, they're using, I mean, can you imagine a mom using her own kid for clicks and views and little likes on social media? I mean, is it really worth it to destroy their uh, mental I'm, health? I'm, you're nailing something without even knowing that you're really nailing it. Here's the real numbers. Familial trafficking, which is the number one rising form mm-hmm. of sex trafficking of children in the country, which means it's a mother. Mm-hmm. 60%, between 47 and 60% of children trafficked are trafficked by their mothers. So yes, I can believe that she will push this mm-hmm. child down the edge. Now, traffic victims do not survive. No. They die. Look at the suicide rights, uh, uh, mm-hmm. rates of children today in this country. Look, here's the role of a parent, and this is just a fact. In the formative years, you are the protector. Mm-hmm. Then you move from the protector to the cop from the cop to the coach, and from the coach at 18 to the counselor, the advisor. People are still copying their kids at 26. They're still protecting their kids at 32. These new mm-hmm. woke Gen Z millennials, they don't want to get off the couch. It's all upside down. The, this child right now needs a protector. Right now he needs a mom that goes, the natural evolution of brain development needs to happen. He's going to explore. He may think he's a firefighter tomorrow. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the next, so, oh, now you're a firefighter. Sorry, oops, we're now going to go sign you up for engine nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why, mom? Because you said you're a firefighter. You liked the fire helmet at the dollar store when you were two. Yeah. Good luck, you're locked in. Yeah. I mean, it's insane. The natural growth cycle of a child, they can't develop anymore, Alex. Mm-hmm. We will pay for this in ways we cannot imagine a decade from now. We, we can't imagine I mean, China has happen. to be laughing at us. Oh, I mean, oh. and these other countries to, to see what we're going through. And now you watch our, like, even like a military co- commercial is about being trans and being the first trans person mm-hmm. in the Navy. We're really not becoming a serious country anymore. Well, and I'm stealing this joke from a comedian named Ryan Long, and he does a joke. He goes, you know, why is the, high, why is the suicide rate higher for men than women? And he says, because men are better at following, following through with stuff. <laughs> but the reason why I bring that up is because when you look at the transgender rates, it's absolutely mm-hmm. skyrocketing. Mm-hmm. For a person that changes their sex, the, 
the rates are, I mean, it's nearly like almost 50%, I believe, the last time I checked, it's like 56%. So we're, we're literally brainwashing these people into not even knowing who their true self is. And every single person here has insecurities. I have insecurities, I know everybody here does. But what we're doing is we're highlighting those insecurities and making them feel less than. And the only way we trick them into, the only way to feeling yourself is to change your sex, which is not possible. And even Kentaji Brown Jackson says to define a woman or man, you have to be a biologist. Yet they are not even taking biology into account. So that's where we're at. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And just Good to add point. to your point, I know that we have to we have to go to break here. But just to add to your point, you know, there was a story that came out. Uh, the CDC is warning now of a steep decline in teen mental health. They say more than four in ten teens told the health agency that they felt quote persistently sad or help or hopeless. It's like. Yeah. Why do you think that is? It's because you guys are trying to indoctrinate them mm -hmm. with this crap that is going to confuse the hell out of them and they don't understand what to do with it because their brains can't process the information. Uh, all right, we've got we've to take a break. We'll be back with more. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Keeps. So uh, Alex men mentioned insecurities, mm -hmm. okay? <laughs> hair loss might be what, not for any of the men at this table, <laughs> but for those of you out here who are watching, hair loss may be one of the insecurities that you have if that is you, you got to try out Keeps. Keeps is going to offer the same doctor-recommended, clinically proven, research-backed treatments to stop hair loss and improve hair growth that you can get when you go to the doctor. But these are going to be generic, so they're going to save you a ton of money, and you're going to be able to do it all from home. So uh, the physicians over there at Keeps are going to help you. Uh, the, you know, whatever your goals are, they'll go through them with you. They will pick the right hair loss treatment for you. They will send it directly to your door and your plan will come with a full year of unlimited messaging so you can talk to your doctor about whatever you want at any time. You guys have seen Jason Buttrell come on this show. He has been using Keeps. This is actually like stimulated hair growth for him. I think it's 66% of men who use this. Actually, it's triggering a regrowth. So it's not just stopping the loss. It's also triggering a regrowth of hair. You've seen Jason do it. If you are worried about this, you got to try Keeps. You've got to get 50% off your first order. That is 5-0, 50%. Don't sleep on this. It is keeps.com slash Y. That is keeps.com slash Y. Joe Biden uh, celebrated the jobs report that just came out today. He says that this is further evidence that his economic policies are working. I guess he is not taking into account, just kind of conveniently ignoring uh, how much more people are paying for literally everything, including groceries, gas, uh, things that all Americans actually need to live their lives and do things like go to work and make money. Uh, but I want to play a clip of Joe Biden. Let's let's listen to him talking about the March jobs report. Uh, first, I want to play. You know what? Let's play this first one on the on the uh, the rundown here control, because I, I want to point out something. Watch. And that mean what it means is clear. What is very clear. America are back to work. And that's good news for millions of families who have a little more breathing room and the, and the dignity that comes from earning a paycheck, just the dignity of having a job. And more and more Americans get jobs as they do. It's going to help ease the supply pressures we've seen. And that's good news for fighting inflation. It's good news for our economy, and it means that our economy has gone from being on the mend to being on the move. Mm, okay, America are back to work. 
Okay. So <laughs> at that point, you knew it was, Lost, just, it was just downhill, downhill from there at that yep. point. America are back to work. All right, Joe, whatever you say. <laughs> uh, I want to uh, I want to play one more for you guys, and then I want to get your thoughts on here. Joe Biden uh, says he does, he does not want to answer any questions not relating to the jobs report until next week. Gee, I wonder why. I can't imagine why he only wants to stick to the jobs report. But then people start asking him about economic-related things like inflation, and of course, he has nothing to say about it. Watch. That's what we're doing here. I want to thank you all for showing up today. We'll have plenty of time to answer questions about other items other than the, the jobs report uh, next week. Thank you. Appreciate it. Sir, what about inflation? We're in inflation, outpacing wages, Mr. President. He's the best in just turning around and walking away. Nope. nope. I have nothing more to say. Um, I actually don't want my feet held to the fire uh, to have to answer questions about inflation or gas prices or any of the other crises that I have created. <laughs> Gentlemen, do you, does anyone, is anyone buying this at this point? Because I, uh, like, I would venture to say that if someone was, you know, if this was about something else, someone is watching things like CNN, MSNBC, they might be like, everything's fine. Mm -hmm. But they're all going to the grocery store. They're all buying mm -hmm. gas. So like, how can anyone look at this and be like, yeah, we're doing really well because this is affecting everyday Americans. Well, I just want to say, I'm not a, an economist, obviously, but there's this viral TikTok video of a farmer and they just showed, they compared the price of, of diesel last year and then what it costs oh, to yeah. fill up their tractor now. And it's almost, you know, two and a half times. So that's going to affect us consumers yeah. no matter what. So you just look at the cycle. If one person is greatly affected by it, we're all greatly affected by it. And the mass inflation is, you know, knocking on the door. And we have an administration that's not doing anything to help it or even address it, much less. Yeah. Jorge, let, let me, I want to get your thoughts. We'll go around the table this way. But uh, he mentions, of course, more jobs created over the first 14 months of any presidency in any term ever, and that's striking, says the president. There's just one problem. Could you please, could you help us with that? Yeah, the, well, the, the best part about that is that Biden mentions that we have a booming economy. I mean, I don't know who's, who's the economy's booming for. Everyone in the working class is struggling. Uh, yeah, Americans are, are back to work, but wages haven't increased. Mm -hmm. Bloomberg even put out a report saying that the average American family is going to spend $5,200 more yeah. uh, on just groceries, energy, and gas. Which uh, most Americans don't yeah, have. Yeah, I would say 80% of Americans right. don't even have um, a, enough money for a $1,000 emergency. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know who who's doing great in this economy. Maybe the elite, maybe his friends, but I would invite Joe Biden to walk the streets of Detroit and talk to a single mother and see how she's doing right now during these times. Yeah, Yaku, very easy to uh, mm -hmm. tout all of these numbers when the government literally shut everyone down. Yeah, really good point. They're out of touch with the regular Americans. This is still a correction program. We are still correcting. There's no growth here. We are st I still have restaurants in Dallas, Texas mm -hmm, that are mm -hmm. closed yep. that yeah. used to be open because they can't find employees. Okay, So we're mm -hmm. still correcting the jobs numbers. This is just jobs coming back. But now we started a new correction program. Now we got to correct inflation. Now we got to correct you know, the decline of the value of the dollar. So there's no growth here. Zero growth. There's no growth. The only growth is him growing older and growing more into the old age home. That's the growth. There's no growth in our economy. We're correcting. We're trying to course correct. But he's causing as much damage as we yeah. are trying to correct. And it's not him correcting it. It's American ingenuity. It's the spirit of America. It's small business owners like you. It's those who said, listen, I'm going to buckle down and reinvest in my company and not take a paycheck. You know how many people I know that are small business owners that are not paying themselves, mm -hmm. that is pouring 
it back into their employees. It's not him doing it. It's Americans doing it. Americans are pulling America up, not this administration. This guy's taking a sledgehammer to this country, left, right, and center, from kids to economy. And Americans, the real people, the flyover states, the farmers, the small business owners, they're the ones saying, by God, we got to do this ourselves because we're getting no help from the government. Mm -hmm. So it's a correction program. We're yeah. not, we're so far from growth. Yeah. I mean, it, you just have to buy a fifty thousand dollar Tesla. Right. Okay. right. That's right. right. That's right. <laughs> Isn't that so cute? Yeah, the elitists with a lot of petroleum like, products yeah, in it. Yeah. yeah you don't. You don't. Oh, you don't like the price at the pump? Just go and spend yeah. the money that you don't have on a car that you can't afford. What a brilliant idea. And then we talk about this. It's literally the destabilization of the middle class. I mean, mm -hmm. they literally right. laugh at us. But then you look at uh, companies like BlackRock. If you're trying to buy mm -hmm. a single-family home, it's basically impossible right now because you have companies that have $10 trillion in assets buying all the homes, driving up the price. So we literally have a system that is built for the middle class to disappear and become reliant on the government because that's what they want us to be. They're just super poor and just listen to the government to follow their rules in order to get our universal basic income check in the future. And don't, you know, don't, don't yeah. forget, while we're going through this inflation, we have on top of that a border crisis. So then yeah. we're basically flooding the country with migrants. So big corporations love that because they don't have to rise the wages for American workers. So the American people continue uh, to lose. Yeah, and, and your, your point is so well made. You have to have the decimation of a middle class to have socialism. Mm -hmm. You yeah. cannot have socialism with a very strong working class, small business. Look at Africa, there's no small business. There's massive wealth, incredible wealth and corruption in Africa. And then there is the worst poverty you can imagine. And you create this huge gap in the middle where it's a peasant class. Mm -hmm. Now you are absolutely dependent on the elite, which is the king and, and those and his royal family inside the castle and the peasants on the outside. You can keep 10% of your of your earnings, but 90%, thank you very much, will mm -hmm. come to us. And so they must destroy middle class mm -hmm. to reach their ultimate goal. They, it, they can't coexist. Mm -hmm. and, and we're going to talk about Jen Psaki, but when yeah. she says buy an electric car, it's very, it's very much like when Marie Antoinette said, let them eat cake. I mean, it just yeah. shows you how little they care about us. Yeah, yeah ain't that the truth. Uh, yeah, so let's go ahead and let's talk about Jen Psaki when we come back. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Moink. So, Moink, I'm really sorry about this, Alex, but um, we're going to talk meat for a second. A okay. Oh my God. Meat, yes. Plug no, your ears. I buy meat for my cats. I'm not anti-meat. Plug your ears, <laughs> crazy vegetarian. Yeah. Let me it's talk to you. Of course he's people. a cat guy. You, yeah, and yeah. I love my cat. Of course he's a cat guy. <laughs> All right. I'm weird. I'm Come a little on, offended by that. Yeah. Yeah. I we am like a crazy cats. cat lady. Mm -hmm. um, cat kidding. lady is one thing. Cat guy is a whole I know, that shows you guys. I am a crazy person. I love cats. I have dogs. I have a turtle. I'm a freak. A turtle? Let me, all right. I, I'm bringing the turtle <laughs> next time. The turtle's oh actually my gosh. We, Talk we about gotta, sirloin and free yes, yeah, yeah. We got to get to the turtle uh, during the break here. I have some questions. But I do want to talk about Moink, which is uh, the company that is going to give you access to the freshest, uh, sustainably sourced meat and fish, all while making sure that you are supporting American family farms. So you can help save the family farm and get access to this high-quality meat, on uh, the highest-quality meat on earth when you join the Moink movement. Moink delivers grass-fed and grass-finished beef and lamb, pastured pork and chicken. They have sustainable wild-caught Alaskan salmon, and they're delivering it directly to your door. Guys, the Moink meat is, like, so much better than the crap that you're getting at the grocery store because yeah. what you don't realize is they like, all of the, the chickens are dipped in chlorine. Uh, they, the meat has all of these disgusting additives. This is the way that meat is supposed to taste 
you've got to try it. Okay, you choose the meat that is delivered in every box. They've got ribeyes, chicken breast, pork chops, whatever you want. You can cancel anytime. My family loves Moink Box. My son is obsessed with their bacon. He requests it all the time. We just had some fillets from them uh, not too long ago. They were delicious. Everything we've had from them, you can tell the difference in the taste. Keep American farming going by signing up at moinkbox.com slash news. You will get free filet mignon for a year. Guys, wow. this is the best filet mignon you will ever taste. This is a limited time only. Do not sleep on this. It is M-O-I-N-K box.com slash news. I mean, I'm just saying if, if, you're, if you're a red-blooded American and you love meat, don't sleep on this. Sorry, Alex. Which you are Moinkbox, not. Moinkbox.com slash news. Give me the bugs, Bill Gates. Give me the White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki is going to leave her role in the Biden administration to join MSNBC later this spring. This is according to a new report that is out now. I don't think that this should come as a surprising move. I know Jen Psaki had said last year that she was only planning to be uh, to be the press secretary through the end of the year and that she was planning on moving along. We know that the left takes care of their own. Mm -hmm. So this is not surprising. I do find it fascinating, though. It's like she really isn't changing positions. She's still working for the same organization, just a different arm of it, which is MSNBC. Uh, And, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see. I don't think she's very good at her job. But for some reason, the Democrats really love poor man's peppermint patty. So (laughs) we'll see how she does. I actually think she can be more destructive on the outside than she is on the inside. She's going to get more airtime, more coverage. Mm. I, I, this, they could weaponize her. This is actually not a bad move from the left to say, go over there, go ramp up the spin, more in the news cycle, because it's, it is just another division. Still the same building, the same yeah. arm. Yeah, still same, boss. The, uh, same boss. Same uh-huh. boss, same mantra. Uh-huh. It's just, hey, we're going to move you from marketing to sales. <laughs> we're going to move you to PR, you know. And yeah, you did some damage control. You lied for the president of the United States. How about now you go lie for the whole party she's and just go run? Just not good, though. She's circled she's not, back. She just so she wants to circle back to everything. She can circle. She, and she doesn't really she doesn't really give answers, but she is very condescending to people no. who ask a you know a tough question. I just don't get the fascination. She probably her. just jumped on the ship because uh, she doesn't have to see Peter Ducey anymore yeah. and answer some real questions. But kind of what you were saying is now she could do the spin on network television. They need someone to defend her because even MSNBC and CNN have struggled to defend how bad the economy is. Yeah. So just send Saki in and she'll, she'll be the talking mouthpiece. Yeah. And that just shows you MSNBC, you know, they even call themselves a progressive network, how desperate they are for anchors because they just want Jen Saki because she's recognizable because mm-hmm. her ratings are in the tank. They're getting crushed by Fox News. So she might go there. She might get a little bit of clout for the network. But at the end of the day, she's circle back Saki. She is so condescending. She, and when she really is, very, she's so unlikable. Yeah. I mean, I just don't think her future is very bright in television but I could be wrong. Well, there's also uh, some sources who are saying Jen Psaki is not going to be the, f- the last person to jump ship from the Biden administration. So you have to wonder how many of them are like, okay, this well, is not going well and we need to save face here. Has Kamala kept any of her staff when she started? I think every single Oh, I know, they all jumped ship. No, she's yeah. lost a lot. But you know, like a party, the party's going well and then someone leaves and everybody goes, the door's open, let's go. I think this, I think you're going to see an exodus. 
Well, I don't know. Ryan Stelter is on television. Yeah, I know you're right. And he's so terrible. I don't know. I mean, I got my money on a trans press secretary to be hired next. So Rachel Levine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh I got my gosh. We'll have our first trans white White House press secretary in the United States. Yeah, I mean, like I will be so interested to see. I find it fascinating who is going to replace her because mm-hmm. it's just getting harder and harder for them to defend. It won't be a white person. Though. I wish they would hire the race card. Yeah, it's not going to be a white person. They're going to play the minority race card. I wish they would I wish it was me. Joe Biden. If you're looking for somebody. Let me do it. I'll I'll become trans. I'll do whatever it takes. Cause I can lie just like Jin Saki. I could do that. Okay, actually, you know what? We were going to play this later, idea. but now that you brought it up, oh. they could hire you because you are a transgender now. Yes, I am. He I did recently, decide this recently. Two weeks ago. I'm, I'm on hormone blockers. Uh, I have enough estrogen, basically, to um, lactate. So, yeah, I mean, I'm basically a woman right now. And, well, and he came out as a transgender woman to the Plano City Council. Whoa. This is Plano? Yes, this the is Plano, Plano City Council. Yeah, this is round two. At Plano City Council. And he had some grievances to air because they would not let him swim as a trans woman in the swim league. And so he had some uh, he had something to say to them. Watch. You guys are going to sit here. You're not going to take me seriously. You're going to laugh at me. I'm trying to compete. And yes, I was born a boy. So what, guys? This is 2022. It doesn't matter what you're born. We have Kintaji Brown Jackson even says... She doesn't even know what a woman is, so then I'm a woman, so that's what you guys have to do. If the Supreme Court justice is on my side, then why can't I get the same from the Plano City Council? That's the problem, Joe Biden, is I hire come here now. and I'm still a victim of transphobia. Yet we have champions like my girl Leah, my sister, and she is she gets to win, but I don't. Why not? That's what I'm asking you. Why not? Why can't I swim? This is my favorite one you've done, have and I haven't seen it. Where I just want to compete against the ladies. Why are you saying that I'm not a biological woman? Clearly, I look like a biological woman. I mean, come on. It's been hours tucking this thing in. <laughs> Give me a break. I should be able to swim. <laughs> I'm on so much hormone therapy, I don't even know left or right anymore. So I'm doing this. I don't have an unfair advantage. No way. So I need you guys to stand up. We have a city issue, Rick, and we can actually fix this and let me compete against the ladies. I'm sick of these women. Oh, you're, you're having an unfair advantage. Yeah, right. And I'm mentally ill, and they won't even let me compete in the Special Olympics. So go figure. <laughs> you had many shortcomings. Yeah. I mean, I'm perfect for the Biden administration. If you guys watch that video, yeah, I'm mentally ill, I'm transgendered, and I'm well-spoken. So please give me a call if you guys need me. I would actually say that they are transphobic if they don't pick you. A hundred percent. That's what I would say. Biden, if you do not pick me, you're a transphobe. So I want that known in the, the atmosphere. Let it be known. Yes. Yeah, I think that the, I think that's the push that they need. Well, let, let the record so reflect. <laughs> and you know, it's funny. So this video is getting going viral, but let's just be honest. Like, you know, what's the point of the joke is really we're just putting a mirror up to the fact that Leah Thomas swam on the men's team for three years and now is an NCAA champion at the highest level of collegiate sports, the NCAA championship. So what I did obviously is goofy, but that's I'm literally mm-hmm. just regurgitating what is actually happening. So that's proof we're in the upside down no, you're world. showing the absurdity and it is absolutely it is a mental illness you have to be deranged to come into alignment with any of this mm-hmm. you, you, you're deranged completely yeah i, I have to i, I want to go back to the to the straight jackets the loony bins <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, i mean the the we should never yeah. have let out the no. asylums no. we should never have defunded those uh alex i have to ask you before we before we take a break so when you're doing this 
are they just, are they laughing? Are they? I had to post the reverse angle of it. So yes, one city council member you can tell is like holding in a smile, but most of them aren't. Like the city attorney or when I said Rick, usually. Yeah, Rick usually and Paige. When I, I say, love when you call their names. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So because funny. I want to put them on blast because yeah. that, that when they're face, when they're giving me that, you know, that stink face, like, <laughs> I'm like, all right, Paige, all right, Rick. So then you, then it changes and then like, oh man, am I going to be, you know, I'm put on blast. Yeah. So yes, I mean, they're, they're, they know what I'm doing now. Really, when I go into those meetings, they know that I'm, uh, you know, mocking yeah. somebody. They yeah. know it's mockery. But th at the end of the day, they mock us. Right. So it's right, really right. not. Uh, they kind of deserve it, in my opinion. They see, you know, they see Alex's name on the docket, and they're like, oh crap. Yes, they, they did. Time? And then they had like a. Uh, it, it's funny. I need to upload that. Somebody actually went and complained about our speech, my speech, and Cassidy's speech. There, they said, yeah, because of and that was the first public speaker was like, yeah, we saw Plano, the city of excellence, called for the assassination of Vladimir Putin oh and gosh. this is not diplomatic. So somebody, and that's what I love. I love that I can trigger somebody so much to go sign up and, and there's other people on the internet that are doing this bit, like a friend of mine, Mark Dice, and I'm saying, I want to encourage more people to do this. We should go out yeah. and speak at every city council member. You don't have to wear women's underwear and go to it like that. You can actually you should, air. You should humiliate them. Well, I'm yeah. saying I would, I would like it if you did that. But guys, at our, at our local levels, you have guys like George yeah. Soros putting in DAs. It, it actually does matter and it does make an effect if you guys go out there and actually call these people out. So I really encourage everybody to do it. Yeah, amen. Uh, all right, let's take a quick break. We'll be back. <laughs> That's my favorite. Oh, and, and you know, at the beginning, I would recommend that you make sure that you have taken your blood pressure medication for this particular story because uh, we're talking about Whoopi Goldberg. And anytime we talk about Whoopi Goldberg, it's never a good thing that she has said. Uh, so Whoopi Goldberg on The View, which, again, I don't know how this show, this particular program is still on. Uh, I assume that that 25 on the on this clip that we have, it means it's been on for 25 years, mm -hmm. which is just incredible. Tw I mean, 25 years of this crap. And, and I, they might still have like two viewers. So that's really good for them. But uh, Whoopi Goldberg got really, really upset this week because uh, people always call Hollywood elitist, right? We call these people <laughs> elitist. And she wants you to know that that is wrong because some of them actually work for a living. Not that you would know what that's like, you little peon. Watch. <laughs> And I just it want does, to stop with this elite stuff because, you know, a lot of us work for a living. Mm -hmm. We work, we collect a check, we got families, we try to do oh. the same thing, the good stuff that everybody else tries to do. And it really pisses me off mm -hmm. when people start to talk about people who work in Hollywood, just not, not just actors, but all the mm -hmm. other folks. So mm -hmm. please, when you're talking about actors, be specific. If, you, mm. if you're pissed off about somebody or how they act, don't put it on all of us, because that's like saying all black people like chicken. I just what? <laughs> no. That's that was a horrible. But let's let's just be clear. She's standing next to Joy Behar, who mm -hmm. complained about her European vacation is going to be affected yeah. by you know COVID protocols. Mm -hmm. So that doesn't sound elitist at all. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, you know, it might be different if she was saying anything uh, of value, but she's literally just getting paid to run her fat mouth full of lies. I just I don't think that a stronger case could be made for elite, like the elites. Uh, not knowing what it's like to work hard for a living. And I want to make this point. Whoopi Goldberg, who got in trouble for saying some anti-Semitic stuff, she, she chose her last name Goldberg because she wanted to identify with Jewish casting directors. Mm. So this same person that calls herself not elitist is an absolute fraud, absolute phony, and isn't true to herself. So she can tell it's it's all projection. The reason mm -hmm. why she doesn't want to be called an elitist is because she wants to be treated as an elite. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know what? You know The view's been going for 25 years, and it just shows that... Uh, 
anyone could make it in, in, in Hollywood yes. if you just follow the, 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 the talking points. But I, I just love that. You know, she's so out of touch with uh, the rest of Americans. And, yeah. you know, she was mad that she, uh, you know, enjoyed not being able to go to vacation because of the Russian war <laughs> and things of that nature. So, um, no, it's it's uh, it's hilarious. I'm actually surprised the View didn't pick up Jinsaki. That's what I actually yeah. thought Jinsaki would land oh, is on the that's View. that's a good point. <laughs> That actually would probably be a better place for her than Jen, MSNBC. Jen wouldn't go to The View because she knows it's in the toilet. <laughs> Look. Oh, well, MSNBC is too, yeah, so I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe she just doesn't want to be with Whoopi. But, That's fair. But here's the deal. You'll see this often in Hollywood. So actors, producers, directors, and I direct, they'll often, often virtue signal to the crew. And what I, when I watch yeah. this as someone who produces mm. entertainment, that's, a vert, that's her shouting out to the Hollywood community who do really work hard. I mean, the, the, the workers that are grips and gaffers and cameramen and operators, because normally on a film set, Whoopi and her team treat them like crap. Mm -hmm. yep. And whenever they get a little moment like this, it's a virtue signal, oh, I'm for you because I still live in LA and it's my people. Mm -hmm. You've never treated them like your people. It's not your people. You are in an elitist by yourself. So I think that's what she was trying to do, is to say, look, what about, what about all the other people? What about, what about all the people who work for a living in this town called Hollywood? You've never shown us that you care about those people. So, you know, virtue signaling in yeah, my honor. Yeah, I mean, well, it is funny, too, because it's like I don't think that the key grip on a movie like really thinks that when someone talks about Hollywood, they're, yeah. they're like talking about them. Right? Of course like, not. I, I don't think that they somehow are confused about that. And then she even said, oh, you know, specify which actors are elite. At this at this point, anybody that's on TV or that is a star actor is an elite person. So mm -hmm. you look at the Academy, uh, everybody that votes in the Academy, is there are zero people of color. They, even the Golden Globes had to shut it down because they didn't have any person of color that was in their voting uh, whatever they call it their delegation but that just shows you it's all hypocrisy and they are elites and they do think they're better than us and it's all a fake virtue signal for the crew or for people that she thinks are underneath them that need to be lifted up by her that's right well people might be i mean i think people are waking up to this i think yeah. The, yeah. the the latest ratings for the oscars even with the uh, slap heard around the world is uh, just indicative of the fact that like people are kind of done with Hollywood, and I think Whoopi is just kind of grasping for that mm -hmm. one yeah, last, mm -hmm. yeah, desperate uh, like, breath of relevance. Like Whoopi and Will, they you know, I don't know if it's living in Hollywood and stuff, but they think that they're like the main character of a movie when it's like real life. I mean, <laughs> yeah. for even yeah. for Will Smith to, to do that or like Whoopi to say yeah. that, they think that they're this, they're point. like a main character on this well, show. They, yeah. they yeah. treat it that way, though. Yeah. I mean, if you even take Joe Biden, we say he's out of touch. There's no chance for him to get in touch. His lifestyle, yeah. not even as a president, before president, their lifestyles don't even allow themselves. Mm -hmm. they've, they've ostracized themselves to an elite bubble. It's okay to, look, there's some Hollywood actors that, that still, Denzel somehow yeah. kept mm -hmm. focus and mm -hmm. is in touch with the people and goes back to his city and his town. And the guy built over 200 churches. Mm -hmm. So there's a way to understand community, but you must be intentional about it. If your heart is about that, you'll do it. Yeah. The reason they're not in touch is because their heart's not about the people, which is why I can say it's a virtue signal, because you've never done it. Yeah. You've never made the effort, Joe Biden, to actually go integrate. Like maybe a Donald Trump say, hey, I'm going to go to an airplane hangar in a cornfield, yeah. right? One of, a very amazing story. Don Jr., Donald Trump Jr., on the campaign trail with a couple of Dallas guys, you know, Tommy Hicks and some of the other guys, find a car stranded on the side of the road, and they get out of their vehicle to a campaign rally, no cameras, they don't know, and they push this vehicle. Some other person films them, and it goes viral, and they go, wait a minute. 
They actually care about the people. Mm. Yes, because it's in their heart. They actually cared about the American people. And it showed at the end of the day when this guy was in the White House, America was better. Why? Because they actually care about the American people. This is virtue signaling. I'm really sorry. sorry. I got to cut you off. We got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Sorry. Sorry. I was just saying, Keanu, really. As we know, we have uh, someone who just recently came out as transgender. I, I'm sorry, Alex, but I'm going to have to play a clip for you. It's one of my favorite clips that I saw this week, uh, which are transphobic horses who did not want to step on the transgender <laughs> LGBTQ++ flag. So here we have, this is in the UK, and they're police horses, horse. police horses. They're like, oh. Immediately euthanized. Whoa. You have to euthanize these for Whoa. hate. We cannot, mm, we will not cross. The first one's like, all right, I'll go around oh. it. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. Transphobic, you know what? They must have been trained by white men. That horse was terrified to walk over that flag. Wow. I'm so sorry you had to see that, Alex. Yeah, that's really wow. difficult. As, as a gender binary, non-binary person, it's really difficult to see those horses. And I wow. they should be euthanized, but that's just my <laughs> personal opinion. So, friend of animals, except when they're transphobic. Of course. Uh, before we go, Jorge, tell us what you're working on. We've got like 15 seconds. Yeah, so headed back to the border. Um, unfortunately, the Biden administration is going to be ending Title 42. Title 42 mm-hmm. uh, let Trump yeah. deport immigrants uh, under the pandemic. So, so, we'll catch you there. Yeah, we're going to be flooded once again. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.